0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Today's guest is a well-known international Bruce Lee memorabilia collector. His collection has been seen all over the world, especially at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum in Hong Kong. He was featured in the recent Bruce Lee documentary, Be Water, and is recognized as a consistent member and supporter of the Bruce Lee Foundation, I would like to welcome my guest on the Nucleus Initiative, Jeff Chin. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Vincent. How are you doing today? All right. Good. It's been a while since I've seen you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, we've uh, bumped into each other at many uh, Bruce Lee gatherings. Uh, uh, Since your brother lives out here in San Francisco, there there were uh, several times where you would visit him. And then, of of course, Drop by and to my uh, Bruce Lee room. and Oh,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, how long have you known each other, Jeff?
1: I uh, I think we met at, um, I would say, 2009. 2009,
2: that's because right.
1: I re- yeah, I, I remember that was the first time that I attended one of the Jeet Kundo Do um, seminars for. Um,
0: oh, yeah, that's right, uh, in LA.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, right. Okay. And yeah. It's um, been a while.
1: Yeah. And uh, um, although I take um, Wing Chun, the stuff that they were showing was very, very similar to, uh, to Wing, Wing Chun. Chun.
0: Okay. Okay, Jeff. Um, let's see here. Now, the reason why I wanted to have you on my podcast is because I know for a fact that Bruce Lee has been uh a great focal point in your life right so tell me this when was the first time that
1: you seen bruce lee um the first time i saw bruce lee was back in 1966 uh during the green hornet Mm. um of course uh back then to see uh chinese on american tv was quite rare and to see a chinese on tv being the hero that's even more more rare but um my first exposure was with bruce as kato and um you know i had been watching batman and robin before then and and i really liked that show and then here you are uh, with greenhorn and kato and here's kato doing his um martial arts and uh he was the one that drove the the Black Beauty and he pushed all the buttons that fired all, all the rockets. And right. and I, I can hon- honestly say that it was Cato that saved uh, Greenhorn's butt like half of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what?
0: All of his fight scene in the Green Greenhorn was not like a one blow that's it, but like more efficient, more or quick. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that's how. Most likely, he fought like that in real life, because in *Into the Dragon*, it's more, you know, choreographed, and you know, it's it's also very simple. But I felt that in *The Green Hornet*, Bruce Lee as Kato, wow, he was really, really electrifying.
1: Yeah, one one thing I want to mention about the the Green Hornet um, later on, when Bruce did his um, movies in Hong Kong, and he was very su- successful, and when people would ask him about the Green Hornet and his role as Cato, he would always downplay it, saying saying that he did a terrible job and, and, and this and that. But um, in in my opinion, and in the opinion of many many Bruce Lee fans, the the Green Hornet was very important in Bruce Lee's career because although Bruce was a child actor, he had never performed martial arts on screen. Right. Um, he learned. Uh, doing the fight scenes in the Green Hornet that he had to slow himself down yes. in order for people to appreciate uh, the movements and because the fact that the Green Hornet was filmed mostly at nighttime and then you see uh, Bruce Lee as Kato wearing all black
2: mm-hmm.
1: fighting these villains at night you you have a hard enough time with, with that alone see, seeing what, what he's doing so I think um, you know when when you said his fighting was different in, in as Cato than uh, um, Enter the Dragon or whatever um, is because he was probably using uh, real moves, not yeah. movie, movie stuff.
0: Right. That's...
1: And then, um, yeah, so I guess he figured that real stuff doesn't look as cool as m- movie stuff.
0: But the way that Bruce portrayed his martial art, the way that he moved was, it, it was just amazing. It, it Just at that time, it was just like, it was what, 1966 that mm-hmm. the Green Hornet came out. So um, with that in turn, what impact did Bruce Lee have on your life?
1: Um, to tell you the truth, um, even though I saw Bruce Lee as Cato in, in the Green Hornet, I, I was, you know, I was a little boy at the time, and I, I only concentrated when he had the costume on. Oh, yeah. when, he, when he didn't have it on, I didn't, I didn't really pay attention. I just watched when, when he did the fighting and driving the Black Beauty and this and that. So, technically, I was not a quote unquote Bruce Lee fan. I was more like a, a Cato fan. Mm-hmm, interesting. And um, when I was first introduced to the Hong Kong movie Bruce Lee, I didn't put two and two together, and I didn't realize that Bruce Lee was the one that played Kato in the '60s. That Bruce Lee was punchy, but but he wasn't as cut as right as in the movies. Right,
0: because in Hong Kong, uh, especially when he was uh, filming into the Dragon, he was trying mm-hmm. to look very cut up. You know, he was taking diuretics, you know, just to sweat. All the fat out you know and especially in hong kong you've been to hong kong yeah it's really humid and it's hot yeah you know every now and then or more than ever it rains just imagine during the 70s i'm not sure how the air conditioning system worked during that time i'm pretty sure it wasn't working as it, it as it is like it is now right so
1: So when, when I'm, I'm sure you've seen uh, pictures on, on the set of the game of death, you don't, you don't see any air conditioners. Oh yeah. Big, big, big fans. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's just basically going to blow hot, hot air at it. Oh
0: yeah. So was there any instances that uh, Bruce Lee helped you during your life?
1: Um, yeah, there's a story that I, that I always like to share with people, um, that he made a deep impact um, in my life uh, not only the fact that he made me proud to be Chinese mm-hmm. but he helped me during the the darkest period of, of my of my young life um, this is in uh, the summer of 1974 that um, my my dad said that we're, we're moving and then I said you know why, why are we moving I, I I like it here in San Francisco because right. I had a lot of friends and you know every Everything was great. Um, When um, I started going to uh, junior high um, in in the eighth grade, um, after we moved, I had found out that I I was basically the only Chinese in in my grade. Mm. And um, I I got uh, picked on, uh, teased, and and this and that um, because of my Chinese heritage. And it, it got to the point where um, it, it affected me physically. Um, so my mom took me to the doctor because she would notice that many times I, I would eat a meal and I would have stomach aches. So the, the doctor examined me and found out I had a bleeding ulcer. Oh boy. So you know, for for a kid um, 13 years old to have a ulcer, it, it's not very common, um, you know, got to the point where um, I, I was just uh, really depressed. Uh, the story I always share is uh, when I was in, in, in my bedroom, I, I was looking at the, the poster of Bruce Lee that hung there and um, t- tears were coming down to my face. And um, I looked at the poster and it was almost like <clears throat> Bruce Lee was talking to me saying, it's okay, Jeff, because I'm Chinese. And I I went through the same thing that you are.
0: Right.
1: And I told Bruce that, that if you help me out during this situation, I'm gonna pay you back. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. and yeah.
0: mm. Since uh I had a view here on the podcast, uh, let's talk about your collection, right? So what was your first Bruce Lee
1: memorabilia? Um, my first Bruce Lee item was a uh, issue of a, uh, of a popular Hong Kong magazine called new Marshall hero. Okay. And um, it was um, in 1972, a uh, neighborhood friend of mine brought it over and said, uh, Jeff, you got to tell your dad to take you to a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> and, and I, and I said, uh, Who's Bruce Lee? <laughs> so, so they, so they brought over a magazine and they said, "This is Bruce Lee." And um, on the cover was Bruce Lee and his buddy uh, Unicorn Chan. Yes. <laughs> and I must have said the stupidest question ever. I said, "Which one is Bruce Lee?" <laughs> so, so of course, my my friend said. The guy that's not wearing the shirt with all the muscles, you idiot! Oh so, my goodness! <laughs> so, so I said, um, "All right, um, you know that that magazine looks cool. Um, can I, you know, trade you some for that magazine? So uh, this way, I can show it to my dad and ask him, you know, can you take me to a Bruce Lee movie? So I, so I think I traded a couple of comic books because mm. I, I, I too, uh, collected comic books back then. So um, so New Martial Hero um, number 72 was my official, very first Bruce Lee item. Nice. Um, so um, I would bring the magazine to my dad and, and I said, dad, can you take me to a Bruce Lee movie? And he said, uh, where is it playing? I said, yeah, <laughs> in San Francisco Chinatown. And he said, uh, you know, he, he didn't have to think. He said, no, and I said, why? He said, because those theaters are filthy. I go. <laughs> I don't care. He says, do you do you want fleas to jump on you oh, my and uh, and and mice to you know run run down your your, your feet or whatever? Go. I I said I I don't care. I'll 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 wear a jacket and and I'll and I'll zip up and and you know. <laughs> so so every week my my friend would say, did he did he take you yet? Did he take you yet? And I would say no. So it, it wasn't until um, 1973 when we released the Bruce Lee movies into American theater. Okay. Um, so, uh, of course, um, the first movie that was released was in March of 73. It was Five Fingers of, of Death.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, that They did that, too, also on the East Coast. That was the mm-hmm. first movie that came out in New York I, I read about
1: yeah yeah so um uh that was my first kung fu movie oh okay because i i remember i cut out the ad for five rings of death and i would show my dad and i said um can we go watch this movie and he goes well, where's it playing i go in, in a downtown theater where it's clean <laughs> <laughs> and then um you know I, I i was keeping my fingers crossed but he actually said yes and um from then on he would take me almost every every 3 3 weeks or so because back then during during the kung fu craze they would have a, a new kung fu movie every uh, 3 3 weeks or so right and um, th- those were some of the best times of of, of my life um spending um, them with, with my dad watching uh kung fu movies and um and of course the second movie to be released in american theater was fists of fury right, which, which right. was um the original title is the big boss mm-hmm. and um okay here's here's the difference when i saw five frames of death it starred this guy named lo lo lee when he would fight and he would you know leap in the air and and, and everything and and people in, in the audience were like laughing and then, you know, me, me as a kid, I go, wow, this is cool. Why, why why, is everyone laughing, making fun of him? But when I saw Fist of Fury and Bruce Lee was jumping up, people were like clapping because when Bruce did it, it was cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, big, big difference.
0: So you know that movie that came out maybe about two years ago, Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they had a character or someone played Bruce Lee in that role. And have you seen have you seen that movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I actually filmed with my phone while in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I know I wasn't supposed to do that, but I wanted mm-hmm. to see it for myself and then review it later on. <laughs> so when the part when uh Bruce was fighting Brad Pitt's character, you know? And before they fought, Bruce did that, whoa, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then people were laughing. And I was kind of upset. Because I'm like, Bruce is, Bruce, number one, Bruce would never do that in the fight. Never. Mm -hmm. And number two, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't pick a fight in a Hollywood studio. Because, you know, you'll get in trouble. You'll get fired, you know, if you hurt the other actor. But then I'm thinking, all right, it's a movie. It's a movie. So that just reminded me of what you just said that, you know, especially around this time when people don't know who Bruce is and, and when they get introduced to Bruce and when they see that movie, that's their first impression of Bruce because that character in that movie was more, you know, flamboyant, you know, arrogant. And I didn't want that type of impression to be left with the audience who was seeing Bruce as the first time, even though it wasn't Bruce Lee.
1: You know, I'll, I'll I'll have to add that when I was in the theater watching uh, that uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and there was actually a young Asian uh, American couple next to me. Mm-hmm. And when the Bruce character got thrown into the car by, mm. by Brad Pitt, when, when everyone else in the audience was laughing, they, they were laughing just as hard and then I was saying to myself, you know, I hope this is not their only impression of Bruce because you right. you had mentioned that, you know, first impression, you know, th- this might be first and only impression. And that's, that's very, very strong.
0: When is Bruce Lee really going to have a time of day where it's not like
1: he's viewed as
0: um, just a fighter? I mean, yes, he was an efficient fighter, but like, you know, he's more than that, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm I'm always waiting for an announcement where, oh, now it's time to have a real deal Bruce Lee biopic. And I know they announced it a few years ago, but then it just never materialized, you know? I mean, that movie, Bruce Lee, My Brother, Mm -hmm. kind of, sort of, you know, you know, goes well with the timeline, but I guess in the, I believe in the beginning of that movie, they said, it snowed on the day that Bruce Lee was born in San Francisco. I'm like, wow, that's, (laughs) that's very Mm -hmm. legendary right there.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully in our lifetime, they come out with something good. Yeah. You know that we can look at and and say, yeah, Yeah. fine.
0: Unlike that movie birth of the dragon. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: Well, um, I, I, I always tell people that, uh, all right. Even though um, stuff like Birth of the Dragon comes out and, you know, it's uh, 90% fiction, yeah. um, I would say that if it helps to get people interested in Bruce Lee, yeah. then, then okay, because someone could watch Birth of the Dragon and said, hey, I've never seen a real Bruce Lee movie before, but after watching this, I'm. I'm gonna check out.
0: Right. One of them. There's a couple. Uh, even my students, they ask me, like, "Have you seen *Birth of the Dragon*?" I'm like, "Yes, I have." They say, "Is that any of it real?" I'm like, "No, it isn't," because you know they they portrayed Wong Jack Man as a Shaolin monk, which he wasn't. Yeah. And yeah. then and then they said, "Oh, did was it true that you know that uh that Wong Jack Man and Bruce Lee fought for 20 minutes?" I'm like, "No, they didn't." <laughs> 20 minutes is pretty long. I mean, even you know, for a movie, <laughs> even for a movie, I mean, by the time 20 minutes is over, someone would have been dead already. But you know, it, it, you're right, because you know, when people ask me about that movie, you know, they get interested, you know, and they get interested in the art. For me, I really don't mind talking about Bruce's history, you know, and setting the record straight. Uh, when I watched Dragon, the Bruce Lee story back mm-hmm. in the 90s, and I thought everything in it was real. And then when I started Jeet Kune Do and I asked Sifu Richard Torres about the movie, he was like, oh, you know, he, he, ne- he never was in a dungeon fighting for the rights of teaching whoever he wanted and he wasn't kicked in the back and he didn't actually really make the book when he was, you know, <laughs> in bed and the book came out when he was alive and-
1: Sometimes. For certain people, it's it is a good thing because yeah. in Dragon the Brucey story, they actually said that he went to San Francisco State, and and I went to San Francisco State, <laughs> so I said, all right, <laughs> <laughs> we went to the same
0: we went to the same college. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Yep. All
1: right. Um, oh, there's the, there's one more thing I want to share about Birth uh, of the Dragon. Sure. When I went to the to the special showing in uh, San Francisco. Okay. Um, my wife Julie was uh, trying to take a picture of me next to the, the the big poster. Okay. But but there was this old old Chinese guy, you know, kind of blocking it because he was standing there, and then um and then I um told him, you know, can can you move move over, uh, um just for a second so my wife can take a photo of me, <laughs> and I found out that the old guy blocking was Wong Jack Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is yeah.
1: hilarious, Jeff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, um, "Excuse me, can, can I take a picture uh, <laughs> with you?" So he goes, "Sure, yeah." He was he was very friendly, and and you know when, you know it's is one of those situations before you ever meet someone, but you've heard all these stories, right? Picture in, in in your head, but 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 here's this humble, uh, quiet um, Chinese man, and, <laughs> and that oh, was wow. a black man. So. That
0: is hilarious.
1: <laughs> Excuse me,
0: can you move? Like, oh, contact Tech <laughs> yep. Man. I didn't yep. know you were there. Oh, my goodness. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh So how did you get involved with the Nucleus back in the 90s? Now, the Nucleus is the organization formed by Linda. How did you get involved by that? Linda Lee, Bruce's wife. Okay.
1: I, I guess the first time I got involved with them is when they had their second meeting in San Francisco. Mm. Um, the, the first meeting was in, in Seattle. And right. that, in, in that meeting, they had uh, more members because Dan and Asana was actually in that meeting. Oh. Um, so um, when they had the second meeting in um, San Francisco, um, I was told that after the meeting that some of the Nucleus members wanted to come visit my my Bruce Lee room oh cool so wow so 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 I said like like who they said like like Linda Ted Ted Wong um, Alan Joe you know people like that so I I had written on on my calendar you know Linda and Nucleus visit and every day I would out, <laughs> counting down the days. Yeah, counting down the days. Counting down the days. So when when it was um, that that time, um, I went to the meeting in San Francisco, and um, it was basically after they, they had the meeting that they were like taking pictures and stuff. Okay. And um, and I said, wow, that's um, you know that's a lot of nucleus members, um, mm-hmm. the, the original students of Bruce Lee. Right um but i wasn't you know i i was pretty sure that you know only some of them would be coming to my house so um it was ted ted wong that told me um jeff we're we're gonna go visit um james lee's grave in in oakland because he just got a, a brand new headstone oh and i said good. oh all, all right and, and, and he said and afterwards we're we're gonna come to your house and then ted said um by the way can can you give me a ride? So I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'll give you a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I think it was during that ride that I re- really got to to, to know Ted, because yeah. it was, uh, you know, it's quite a drive uh, across the Bay Bridge. They had some traffic, right. and um, he was telling me stories about Bruce and, and, and everything, and, um, you know, um, I, I had met Ted um, one time previously at the Superior Gallery auction, Okay. because um, he he was there and he wanted to to also bid on something, and um, I, I at that time I said, well, what do you, what are you what are you going to bid on? He said he wanted to bid on Bruce's address book, and I said, um, why is the address book so important to you? He says because it has the names of all these people that he wants to try to contact. Oh. Uh, this is you know be, before the nucleus or or or, or whatever mm-hmm. and um you know at, at at the end of the auction you know of course I went up to him and I said you know congratulations because because um because I saw that that he, he was the winning bidder oh but the address book interesting yeah
0: hmm. now was, how was that conversation in the car was there anything you talked about oh, oh
1: yeah yeah he said um because he he knew that I, I was um, most interested in, in Bruce Lee movies, so he said that he had visited Bruce um, about the I think it was during Game of Death. Okay. Um, him and um, Herb Herb Jackson visited Hong Kong. Right. And he said that he um, he was in at Bruce's house, and and Bruce, you know, you know, of course, we know it's always so hot and humid there bruce um, bruce had to take a shower so ted said bruce came out of the shower and, and he he had a towel wrapped wrapped around him right then bruce looked so skinny or you know not not the way ted re- remembered him in right. the barn and everything um so ted was a little bit concerned he goes bruce you're 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 looking a bit thin here um, are you losing some of your power? And then Bruce said, here, hold this. And then Bruce went, wham! <laughs> and then, and then went across the, the room. I guess not. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, yeah. So, so we, um, we, we arrived at, at, at the tombstone of uh, James Lee, and then we all paid our, um you know, paid our respects. Mm-hmm. And um and it was kind of funny because it's it's almost like people were telling Linda what, what we're going to do next so so uh, after um the um visiting the grave site then they said where where are we going now and they said oh to, to to Jeff's house and then she wasn't sure you know sure or whatever They said just just get get in the car and then we're right, right back to San Francisco right so um yeah so um so that visit was, um, you know, uh, like the royal family, and and I remember some of my friends would give me stacks and stacks of, of books or photos for, for, Linda to, for Linda to
0: sign. Wow,
1: um, but but the biggest thing I remember from that visit is is how friendly and down to earth uh, Linda was, mm. because uh, a lot of people that have never met her would say, "Wow, you know, this is uh, Bruce's wife." I you know I would feel so so nervous to approach her or, or speak to her but uh she she made me feel comfortable in in my own home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing uh, I too like whenever um the second time that I met uh, Ted Wong was a seminar that uh Chief Richard Torres he uh hosted for um for Ted Wong. Mm-hmm. And so we're all in the gym and we're you know, not starting it, but then everybody's stretching. And I see Ted Wong, like, against the wall, just stretching. And it's just kind of like everybody was surrounding him, like, just watching, just like a fishbowl. So I, I was like, I'm thinking might my head, like, no one wants to, you know, go up to him or talk to him or, you know. So, like, you know, so I went up to Ted. And then, you know, we started talking. You know, I didn't talk to him anything about Bruce. You know, I you know, wanted to get to know him. You know, he told me he was in the Army. You know, he liked, uh, he was a parachuter. Uh, he had a, I, he had a, just an ordinary job, uh, environmental analyst. Um, you know, he loved coming to New York and stuff like that. And, and then I was just like you, I was very fortunate to speak to a person who was connected to Bruce and made me feel comfortable as like, as a person, you know, mm. because I'm pretty sure everybody asked him about Bruce and all this other stuff like that. I kind of wanted to talk to him as,
1: just a human being yeah yeah that's that's what i notice um sometimes when we have these uh, bruce lee gatherings and and you know some of these fans have never met some of the brucey people and um it, it's almost like all, all they want to do is just take a photo and get get a autograph, get a signature yeah but, but but never you know have a have a normal conversation yeah um just you know just shoot shoot the breeze or whatever yeah. And 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 I'm thinking, you know, the, they would appreciate that that more. I think the the worst example that I could give is uh, at the second uh, nucleus gathering in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, during the banquet, um, Jason Scott Lee, who played Bruce Lee in Dragon the Bruce Story, yep. was uh, sitting there in, enjoying the speeches that that were given. and, and there's a fan just crouched in, in front of him taking photos of, of, of Jason, you know, sitting there, trying to l- listen to the speech. And then and then you could tell from Jason's face that that, that really um, ticked him off. Oh, boy. It, you know, this sandwich is treating him like a like a object.
0: Yeah, like, like, like a fish in the fishbowl, just looking yeah. at him and all this other stuff.
1: Case in point, when the nucleus came to my house, for some reason, half of them knew about the Ted Wong doll uh, <laughs> oh yeah that's
0: right you showed yeah, me that
1: one yeah and then uh and then i said I don't, how do how these people know know about the the dog because this is this is way before facebook or or, or anything like right. that. but um but um but apparently they they wanted me to take it out to to show them right so so, so i took it out and then everyone was laughing so hard and then um i I'm, I'm sure you know ted's uh, personality he's, he's he's very quiet yeah and and he rarely jokes around but 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 he grabbed the the doll from me and 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 he ripped off his glasses and he goes i look better <laughs> 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 yeah. oh wow not that's really good
0: memories that you have yeah now, that's... those
1: are those are memories not some signed photo or, or yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. So tell me, how did your collection end up in the Hong Kong Heritage Museum?
1: Well, I I, I guess um, they they found out about me. Um, I guess because as a collector, I'm kind of up there. Right. So this um, what happened is is they sent me a letter from Hong Kong. And I read the letter, and and it said, "Dear you know, dear Jeff, we we're opening a Bruce exhibit. We would like your help in in um, you know, of you loaning some of your collection to our to our exhibit." And um, and then they they actually stated that that it would be at least for, for a year a year or two. Mm. And I think to myself, okay, first it's overseas, yeah, Hong Kong. <laughs> And then I was thinking, okay, I, I, I've never heard of the Hong Kong Heritage Her- Museum. Are they are they safe? Or, you know, I had no idea. And then being being the dummy that I am, I put the letter to the side, and then things piled up on top of it. <laughs> oh no! And I and I forgot about it. So um, because I didn't respond, they took the next best step and and they contacted um, Super Collector Barry Lee. Mm. And then and then Perry, you know, you, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that he's he's more trusting than I am, but but he said yes. Okay. And so yeah, so Perry got to go to, to the grand opening in 2013 with, with Shannon and, and every everyone. And um and I'm saying to myself, wow, you know, I, I I missed the golden opportunity. Um, but it, it was actually better that I wasn't in the first year of, 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 of displaying at the Hong Kong mm. uh, Churches Museum right. because um, their, their plan was to have a section called the collector's corner right. and the original plan was to have a different collector every year. Okay. So Perry started in 2013 and he had his um, Green Hornet collection there. And um, they they liked it to to the point that they extended it to a second year. And then then I would ask Perry in the meantime, you know, you know, is is everything going smoothly? You know, because I want to get a feel of how the Hong Kong Heritage Museum people were. Mm -hmm. And he said, Yeah, yeah, every every everything's fine, everything's insured. So Hong Kong Heritage Museum wrote me another letter. (laughs) <laughs> this time yeah this time I I responded uh, right away and and I said yes so um you know this is in 2015 okay and um, the neat thing about it is that they wanted to not just show stuff you know from Jeff chin's collection they heard my tour when I was giving a tour of my my room mm-hmm. that that I tend to share stories from for each object or each special object, and and the curator said that we're going to make it that it the whole exhibit will tell your story. Each each piece has a has a story mm. to tell, and, um, and he said, "All right, you know, um, I'll you know I'll I'll help um, however I can, and." Um, and that exhibit became so successful that they extended it one, two, three <laughs> years. So it, it was four years total that, wow. that the collection was uh, at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum.
0: Well, now tell me your experience going there, seeing your collection display.
1: Uh, well, I mean, um, you know, they they said that, Jeff, we, we don't want to send you pictures um, before you get here, we want you, to see it in, in person when, wow. you know, for the for the first time, so you know, so I I, I didn't know what to expect, um, how they were gonna pull this off, but what they did uh, blew blew my mind, yeah. and um and it was just you know just so, you know like like a dream come true, because they they actually took this photo of, of me that I took. Um, in 1993 where I took a fisheye lens
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and um, you know uh, took a picture of my room and they actually blew it up like life-size
0: is that the one uh, where uh, you're in the middle and you're sitting with all your magazines on the floor yeah yeah okay yes yes that one I saw now when I saw that I was actually really proud I was like Mm -hmm. when I went to the Hong Kong Museum and then I saw that saw that big poster I'm like that's Jeff. I'm, I'm very proud of this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because because <laughs> when 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 I give tours, um, when I'm in Hong Kong, I would you know I, I would not say who who I am, whatever. And then the the people on the tour would say, "Hey, isn't isn't that <laughs> you?" So I said, "Yeah, that's the 1993 version." <laughs> <laughs> this,
0: this is the 2014 2015 version here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's been visited from by Milton millions of people so. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well well they don't they don't charge at ad, admission so
0: that's good because i mean I, I would still pay anyway you know i mean this is like especially with a museum with that that much artifacts especially uh what uh linda donated and i believe there's a ted wong certificate in there by bruce mm-hmm. that's displayed there uh, i uh what's his name uh, lewis from hong kong i think he had that certificate and donated or had them display that certificate and it's still there but um only one of the things besides your collection of course uh jeff one of the things artifacts that that was there that i was really really looking forward to seeing i knew it was there was bruce lee's uh fighting method kung fu jacket
1: oh yeah yeah
0: it was there and i was like this is it (laughs) this is i mean There's a lot of other Bruce Lee artifacts that I've seen. It's like, ah, Bruce Lee's on the circus shoes. Okay, you know, he used them, whatever. But this one, you know, especially when, you know, when you're a Jeet Kune Do practitioner. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you see uh, something like a material, of clothing that's so iconic. And even if it's just plain black with just, you know, buttons on it from a book, that you've been reading ever since you started training in Jeet Kune Do and you see it right in front of you in a glass case. I'm like, this is it. And you see the boxing sneakers that he had and Mm -hmm. there was the jump rope. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, why can't I take a picture here? (laughs) Because you're not supposed to take a picture. And you know what? I didn't care. Took my camera, looked around, took a couple pictures up and down. I'm sorry, but that's, it was right there in front of my face. And it's something that, I, you know, even though I went there the second time, I'm like, I'm not, I don't know if next time I'm going to be here.
1: Yeah. So that's why, yeah.
0: I, even the first time, even the first time that I went there, I'm like, I can't take a picture. And then I, and I regretted it. And then I never didn't think I was going to go back to Hong Kong ever again until my Sifu asked me to go with him. And then I went, I'm like, okay, if I, when huh? I see it, I'm taking the picture. I don't care. If they kick yeah, me out, well. oh, well, I've already been there already. So. Yeah,
1: so sometimes you have to weigh it is it is it worth spending a few days in in in, in jail? You know, and <laughs> in it, in, it in it Hong
0: Kong jail It's like, hey, yeah. You know, I still have yeah. that picture, you know. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, what did you think of the documentary in the Hong Kong museum about Bruce?
1: Oh, yeah, that um people quite a few people asked me about that because uh it's only shown there. They, yeah. They're not going to make uh, yeah. They're not gonna put it on DVD or, or whatever mm-hmm. but um, but to tell you okay this is how I would describe the documentary it, It's the first Bruce Lee documentary that actually made made me cry really yeah towards, oh. uh, towards the end when when they had the, the music and they had the the, the montage of, of uh, Bruce Lee right then uh, it kind of you know you don't you don't plan on these things but it just it just hit me yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, first time I saw that uh, documentary and uh, from beginning to end, I'm like, this is very well put together. Even my teacher, he loved it too. So that's something that, and especially with his opinion, he's seen all the documentaries as well. And mm-hmm. once he saw it, he's like, this is really good.
1: I think one one special thing about it is that they interview people that normally don't get interviewed.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's a lot of Hong Kong people that you, you would never know who who they were. Yeah. Some of them would share small stories, but but you know, a small story doesn't mean that that is not not interesting or, or not important. What is your favorite Bruce Lee artifact that you own? Um, it's the the blue silk kung fu suit that Bruce Lee wore in um, Enter the Dragon in, uh-huh. in one of the most uh, famous scenes where he says, uh, "Don't think." feel. Uh, so that's <laughs> the one in the beginning where uh, Lao's time. Yeah. Yes. So. Okay. So what what makes that scene so so famous is is, is that he 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 speaks philosophy, he practices or, or he demonstrates his, his kung fu, mm-hmm. and um you know you 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 hear his 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 voice and it's it's just everything just put together m- makes that scene classic. Right. Um, wow. So yeah, so um, I, I had ordered the catalog um, in 1993, and uh, we, we we booked a flight to uh, Beverly Hills because that's uh, that's what the auction was. And, and and like I said before, I'm you know I I went to bid in person, not not on the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> my wife would ask me, well Jeff, what do you what are you planning on buying? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I I I think that point made a lot of collectors not able to go because they they couldn't even tell their wife that you know oh i'm i'm applying to bid on on, <laughs> on 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 this item or, or this item and it, it, they wife always said yeah you're you're out of your your mind but, but, but my wife my wife is very very supportive
2: yeah
1: um you know in in the beginning i i was just thinking something small mm-hmm. you know like like maybe bruce's uh bruce's tie or or, 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 or a business card or something yeah yeah something yeah. small um but, but it was scary because I, I looked around me. Um, you know here, well here's Lynn and Shannon sitting sitting right right in front of me. I, oh, wow. I, I never met them and then I, here's a lot of people in business suits. So I said these people don't look like collectors. Yeah. <laughs> they look like heavy investors. Oh yeah yeah and, and I said uh, to myself, good luck. So um, the very first item is what got me the, the, the most scared. It was a, a mug cup okay. that was made by a fan, and and it didn't even belong to Bruce Lee. But some for some reason they stuck it into the auction. It was the very first item, really. And and that handmade mug cup from a fan, uh, the winning bid was five hundred and ninety-five dollars. So, five hundred ninety-five dollars for a mug? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, for a mug. And, and I would say, uh-oh, so. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so uh, how much do
0: I have again? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got to have enough money to to be able to get home. <laughs> so, so um, you know, um, the Enter the dragon stuff was not in the beginning. Okay. Um, they they were having mostly his his uh, his essays, his uh, photographs, and, mm-hmm. and this and that. And then you know, I uh, I was getting more nervous and and, and more nervous. Because I knew the end of the dragon stuff was coming. <laughs> and then the first time my wife found out that I was interested in an end of the dragon item is when the cat suit came up. Mm. So when it when it was at three thousand they said going once, going twice, and then I raised up my paddle. <laughs> and, looked, and then Julie looked at me and says, What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so so, you know, I, you know, so once you bid,
2: that's, then, yeah, that's what you have to pay. Then, yeah.
1: And then, and you're hoping, you know, please, no, no one else bid, or whatever. So, so it ended up me and this other guy in 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 the room. Okay. But, but then it, but then this guy on the phone came on. So it was the, it was the three, All three of you. Them. Yeah. And then when it hit, um, when it hit 9,000, then, then Julie pull, pulled down. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's it. No more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah. So then, um, yeah. So then she she looked at me and goes, you know, yeah. she didn't have to say anything. It's almost like, are are you out of your mind? <laughs> it, it's one of those uh, non-verbal. Yeah. Don't do that again. Stop. Yeah, yeah, stop yeah. What yeah. Are you doing. Yeah. 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 Um. So so lo and behold, the very next item was the blue suit from energy right. direction. And and I kept saying to myself, I actually liked the blue suit more than a cat suit because when I was there during the the, the preview where right. you could sign up to to look at certain things, you know, when when you hold up that cat suit, it just looks like some stretchy black uh, suit. Wait, that, wait, you f- you
0: physically held it in your hand?
1: Yeah, yeah. See, that's, really, that, that's the crazy part is that. They actually, you know, all you had to do was sign a paper and then write down which items you want the, them to bring out for, for you to see, because of course they want you to buy it right. at in the auction. So yeah, so they, they didn't tell us to wear gloves or they didn't, you know, you know, I I, I heard some people, you know, when they were looking at the uh, Cato hat, yeah. a lot of people wore, wore oh. the head. No. And I'm thinking, boy, you know, you no. know, you know, did did you wash your hair? Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. yeah. So what? you know, yeah. So um, that's that's the way the, the auction gallery did it. But you know, I I didn't mind because I got to hold hold up. Oh yeah, of, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so you know, I'm 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 holding the, the black um, black cat suit and then and then I'm you know it's it's one of those things that if you hold it up and you ask someone. Who wore this in, in in what movie? They would say, "Well, that kind of looks like a cat burglar suit," and they they wouldn't even think of Bruce Lee. But but if you're if you're holding the the Chinese Kung Fu outfit, you know it is it, instantly recognizable.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So so you know I'm I'm actually glad that that I didn't get uh, the cat suit. So okay, all right. So <clears throat> so when it when it hit about. Okay, this is, this is the advice that I was given uh, by a friend how to, how to do an auction. Mm-hmm. You wait for them. No, if you want something, you don't tell anybody. Because if you tell them, they said, hey, just now, interested, now they're that, interested in it. Yeah, must be good. Yeah. So you stay so you say mom. And when the item comes up and you wait for them to say, going once, going twice, and then you raise it. Okay so i so for the blue suit i raised it at 4 4000 okay and then it and then it got to meet me and once again me and a guy in the room back and forth
2: right
1: and then it got to, to, to the person on the phone so uh, it was me and the guy on the phone and here's a part that i didn't uh, tell you is that i was actually videoing the whole thing i'm like <laughs> videoing <laughs> and, and, and bidding and the auctioneer actually says hurry up the guy might be running out of film <laughs> <laughs> all right so so everyone in in, in the audience knew knew who, who I was i i, I was the, the the camcorder guy right so so they were actually rooting for me so so when i was going back and forth and finally when i hit 7000 7000 yeah going once going twice and and before he said going three times it it, it, it felt like half an hour <laughs> <laughs> you know i said come on and then he said going three times so to the man with with a with a camcorder so i so i was jumping up filming and i panned the audience and and, and they're all clapping me all right just so i have it you know re, re recorded for for my grandkids to to see one one day
0: <laughs> oh wow that's it that's a great story
1: wow right. all right and then people ask me well who was the guy on the phone that you know that that outbid you for the cat suit and and drove up the price for the blue suit it was planet hollywood really <laughs> Be, believe it or not and um i sometimes joke i go well maybe the guy from planet hollywood had to go to the bathroom or something <laughs> right right So, you know, because um, after the blue suit was a brown suit from Dragon and Planet Hollywood got that too. So, yeah, so, and of course, I I think somehow Bruce wanted me to have.
0: Oh, man. Okay. So now I know that you donated that suit. Mm -hmm. Where did you donate that suit, or have it displayed?
1: All right. So, okay. So here's a problem with having an item such as that right when people come over they said can i see the suit can i hold the suit right and i think the final straw is when someone went went like this and i said what what are you doing doing? he said i i I went to see how the suit smelled so so (laughs) so after that incident i i told julie that it's just too too risky because you know we're we're just manhandling the suit yeah and, and you know it's made out of silk um you know it's old so so i i basically just put it into an acid-free box and yes. didn't show anyone and then as a collector the the one thing that you you love doing is sharing with other people yes but i couldn't share the suit so in 1997 um warner brothers called me up and They said, um, we heard that you have the End of the Dragon suit. And I said, yes. Um, They said, we would like to borrow it for our Warner Brothers Studio Museum. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, you're Warner Brothers. You co-produce End of the Dragon. right? Don't you have a single thing on Bruce Lee? Yeah. Don't don't you even have one of those white wooden chairs or 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 that flag or anything? They, They basically told me that Jeff, this is embarrassing, but in 73, we didn't think that highly of Bruce.
2: Oh, we didn't my know God. that he
1: would make End of the Dragon as the classic martial arts movie of all time. So we uh, didn't say their thoughts hey, were, we're wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so they 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 were very humble and said, you know, you know, we're we're, we're embarrassed by this fact, but hmm. but can would you be willing to loan us a suit for our museum? And then I kind of hesitated um, and then they said, we'll send you and your wife, Julie, to, uh, to Burbank to visit the studios and then we'll give you a tour. And after that, you can decide. So when, when we went there, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever been to Warner Brothers?
0: No, I haven't. No. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it's a first class museum Right the way they take take care of everything is is not like you're gonna to have to worry about it. Yeah. Or oh, they they're gonna lose it or whatever. So I so I said, okay, I'll I'll loan the suit, and that way I can f- f- fulfill my obligation of of sharing it with people. Yeah. And it will be perfectly uh. Protected. Yeah. Okay. So. So I, people uh, won't smell it or anything. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, either smell it or try it on. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. oh, so, so when I when I brought them the the suit, I I actually joked to them that I actually wore it twice.
2: Did you?
1: Yeah, and then and then they said, um, "Uh, uh-uh. don't ever do that again." I go, but I took a shower. they said said, even if you take a shower the the oils from 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 your body will get on the suit and that'll cause deterioration yeah so um yeah so they so they said yeah don't don't try a stunt like 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 that anymore i said well how how long do you guys want the suit they said well we'll we'll have it for a year and see how how it's it's uh you know how popular it's going to be Mm-hmm. So it it became one of the most popular items in, in the museum. Of course. So they extended it one year, two year, and I kind of lost count. But they borrowed the suit for fifteen years.
0: Get out of here! Fifteen years.
1: Yeah, yeah. People would ask me, "Don't you miss the suit?" And I said, "Well, I wore it twice." So. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah. So, so they said, Jeff, well, we can't pay you, but we'll have a, we'll, we'll work out something. So I said, yeah. all right. So what they worked out is that for each year that I display the suit, they're going to give me um, 10 photos of my choice from the original negatives. Really? From, from Mary the dragon. So um, every year they would ask me, did you, you want to, Pick the pictures yet and i go no no i just i i'll just wait so so actually i i never picked the pictures until after the 15 years so 15 times 10 is um 150 photos wow um so how i got to choose is that they gave me copies of of, of the contact sheet you okay know, of, of of all the shots by um uh, dave friedman yeah and um, you know, I would um, look at them and uh, write down the the number because each photo would would have a number. And, yes. And then, um, and then I would give them, you know, my 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 list, and um, they said, "Well, how big do you want them?" So you know, they were assuming that I would say eight by ten. Yeah. But I got greedy. I said, "I want them eleven by fourteen, full frame." Whoa, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. So so when you went to the Hong Kong Heritage Museum, uh-huh. You saw those walls of photos. That's that's from from Warner Oh really? Brothers.
0: I thought yeah. that was oh wow, yeah.
1: Jeff. Good yeah. thinking, man. Good thinking. Yeah. yeah. And then each each photo is stamped on, on, on the back Warner Brothers and it has the, the code and and everything.
0: Oh, so. Wow. Uh okay. what was your favorite Bruce Lee movie?
1: Okay, my favorite Bruce Lee movie is. The Way of the Dragon. Of all the Bruce Lee movies, this one he directed, choreographed, wrote—you know—the the the whole thing, the whole shebang. And then, even though his character is kind of like a country bumpkin, mm-hmm. um, you see the the, the real yes. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Um, the the way he jokes around, the the way he moves, um, the the fact. That the movie had humor,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I would have to say that the dub cut-up version makes Brucey look stupid. Yeah, because the original version, Brucey didn't speak English, and then he goes to Rome and he doesn't understand the language. So every single scene where he couldn't understand, they had to cut out. So it made Brucey look like like he was like special needs or I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
0: I know because remember there was I think there was a scene was like you tell him and this is the English version. Uh You tell him this and this and this. And then I'm like, why can't you tell him? You're speaking English, but you're telling him to tell him what you're saying. And and then I first, obviously, I knew that it was dubbed, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that there was a Cantonese version of it until very Mm -hmm. later on. Yeah. And then when I heard there was a Cantonese version of it, I'm like, I want to see it. I want to hear, because, you know, I, would, I thought that it was in Bruce's voice, but mm-hmm. it's not, you know. No. But then in the Cantonese version, you know, it actually syncs up of what, you know, he, he was, what Bruce was saying, you mm-hmm. know, within all the other actors. And then I read somewhere that uh, all the English uh, uh, speaking parts that was non-Chinese in that movie, that was Bruce's voice.
1: Yeah, even yeah. even the African American
0: guy. <laughs> yeah, African American Arabs. Yeah, ribs. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese sparrows. So, uh, out of all the Bruce Lee events that you went to, what was uh, which one was your
1: favorite? I don't know if you could call it an event, mm-hmm. but it's um, but the most one of the most exciting things to ha- happen to me in, in terms of Bruce Lee is when they had the grand opening of my exhibit in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, you know, waiting in in the museum because I heard that a few uh, reporters would be coming. And then um, Julie uh, re- ran down the hall and said, Jeff, 35. And, and I said, what do you mean, 35? She goes, 35 reporters from all over are coming over to interview you. Wow. So I said, uh-oh. <laughs> so, so i was saying to 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 bruce that uh i i need you now <laughs> and, um, you know, projecting
0: i was like bruce, yeah, yeah, help. yeah bruce yeah. help me this yeah. i need
1: you now yeah yeah and then um it, it was kind of fun because uh i could tell there are certain reporters that can't stand each other Really? They're all, they're all trying to, you know, shove, shove the mic in, in my face and, and they kind of- Oh, they're nudging. Get out of my way. Yeah, yeah, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. wow. Wow. Interesting. Uh. Yeah. Now, um, I see you're wearing a Wing Chun, uh, Wing Chun shirt from a school. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Are you uh, doing Wing Chun?
1: Uh, yes. Um, well, when I first started collecting, uh, when I was 12 years old, uh, of course we, we all wanted to be like Bruce Lee. Yeah. So, of course, you 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 want to take uh, martial arts lessons. But my my parents basically told me, you know, we give you an allowance. You, you could spend it on um, magazines or posters or you could pay for lessons. So, of course, I, I said, I'll buy the magazines and posters and I'll teach myself. So, <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 so, but then. So as, taught,
0: hey, some some people do that, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, you know, as, as we know, if, if you really want to be proficient at martial arts you can't learn it from a book yeah you need to get um instructor and instructed yeah and it, and it wasn't un, until um 2005 at at the age of 44 that i saw um the show on tv called bay area Backroads, and okay. they said here's uh here's a wing chun school in, in my neighborhood and i said okay <laughs> if I'm gonna learn i'm 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 gonna learn now, you know because um, like I said, the school was just like maybe um, uh, half a mile. okay, else. So the thing I did not know is that the the sifu was was like a bully um, really Just imagine um, Cobra Kai ah. but but a wing Chun version because because oh, this oh. guy. Yeah, this guy would encourage students to fight, hurt people, and, you know, just oh, this, no. this cause a ruckus. And, um, you know, and then I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, I, I just started here, but, you know, I, I don't want to hurt hurt anyone. I just want to learn the art, and, and I want to learn how to defend myself. So I, I kind of endured in that school maybe like a, a year and a half, and okay. I said, I just, I just can't take it anymore. And then... When it was Bruce Lee's 70th birthday back in 2010, um, Mm -hmm. Lyndon Shannon um, asked me to give the the tours of Chinatown. Um, And I was, you know, you know, of course, as a Bruce Lee fan, you 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 of course say say yes. Of course. Except (laughs) (laughs) I only had like two or three places. (laughs) Here, here, here. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the place he was born. But you know this this and that so so I I had remembered my dad one day mentioned that when he was at at a card game Mm -hmm. that there was a a guy from San Jose that knew Bruce Lee and then he gave me his his, his phone number but but I never called him I said hey maybe maybe I should call this guy because maybe because that that guy lives in the Bay Area maybe Mm -hmm. he might have some some information about Bruce Lee locations, right. so I called him, and then he he had a lot of stuff that he he remembered about Bruce Lee because his name's uh, Ben Bender, Bender, and, and he came uh, like a month, uh, a few weeks or a month after Bruce Lee came to San Francisco in 1959. Um, so they were they were very close, and and they were actually both uh, students of Yip Man in in Hong Kong. I found out that Sifu uh, Bender had a son that al- also teaches Wing Chun. And he lives like very like b- very close to my house too. Right. So the son gave me a call and said, Can can I come over to, to visit your your Brucey room? So I said, sure. So he he came over with his students. Right. And, and then they gave me that 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 same thing where they where they're saying, can I try out English, yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And then same thing. They, I, uh, I. They said you're you're just using too much strength and and, and, and you're too tense. And then um, and then I said, can I learn from you? So he, he said yes. So so I joined that school in two thousand eleven. So this wow. is like my 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 tenth year. So wow. This is so it, what's
0: the name of the school?
1: Uh, it's a uh, San Francisco Wing Chun. Now it's Francis Francisco.
0: So, I, I actually follow them on uh, Facebook and they have, uh, I, I guess, something every Sunday. They do it on the rooftop.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because of COVID, my, my Sifu um, will uh, share a video um, almost every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he basically goes over the, the, the very important basics of Wing Chun, which mm-hmm. is structure, position. Um, relaxation yeah sensitivity which are very vital to Wing Chun right is something that I really look forward to continue training because I've seen people in their late 70s and they could beat beat mine <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know it's always good to learn I mean I get a lot of uh calls and emails and they ask me you know how old do I have to be to learn Jeet Kune do? He's like, well, I'm, I'm 55 years old, You know, I wonder if it's too late. I'm like, listen, no one's going to care how old you are if someone tries to fight you in the street. Very true. The only, the only thing that you have to do is to protect yourself. And that's the thing. And especially around this time when there's a lot of Asian hate and attacks and I'm not saying learn martial arts, but all these attacks, no one cares how old you are. And mm-hmm. us obviously the elderly in the beginning were getting victimized. They were getting attacked. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't matter now. It's anybody is getting attacked. It doesn't matter how old you are. So, you know, I get a lot of, you know, I I got a a call asking to do a seminar because of the Asian hate mm. what's going on. And mm-hmm. I was happy to say yes, you know, because no matter if you're Asian, no matter if you're white, black, every need, everybody needs self-protection, mm-hmm. you know, and at least just to survive a fight, because you may never know. And especially, like I said, around this time, it's, it's on the all time high and it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Just, just to, um, lower down the the stress level because when you're out in the street and you know that you have no means to defend yourself it it Mm -hmm. gets very stressful oh yeah but if you knew something and you knew that you could protect yourself yeah that you know that that gives you a sense of uh confidence
0: okay jeff tell me uh be water the documentary how did Mm -hmm. that come about
1: okay the um the director about Bao Win, mm-hmm. um was in town and he asked if he could visit the, the Bruce Lee room. So I said, sure. And um, he was, um, when I was giving him a tour he was telling me about his documentary um, because this is before they, they started uh, doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I, I was very interested because he said, it's gonna be coming from an Asian American lens. Okay. Ninety-nine point nine of all of the Brucey documentaries beforehand have been uh, made by um, the ca- Caucasian view of, of Hollywood. The... Yeah. yeah, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. So he said, "Yeah, th- this would be very, very different." And then, um, and I, I shared my personal story, and I shared these uh, instances in in my life, and he told me, "Jeff, I really want you in, in the documentary." Mm-hmm. But he said there might be a little problem, and I said, "What's that?" He goes, "The producer only wants people that knew Bruce Lee." Oh, um, you know, i, I mean, uh, it's almost like I knew Bruce Lee because I was born in born in the same hospital. Of course, hey, you're like <laughs> brothers, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so he said, "Jeff, um, let me let me work on on the producer and 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 see what what we could do." So, after some convincing, um, he actually got me on. Wow. And um so the the whole crew came over to uh not just interview me, but they they were using um a lot of my memorabilia because you, you could see it throughout the documentary. Mm-hmm. They, they would show stuff. Wow. And um and it wasn't until um let's see, the very end that he said, you know, he was so sorry that they put my interview on the cutting room floor
0: oh, boy. Um, but
1: but you know that's that happens uh, a lot when, when when you're filming things and of you course yeah hours and hours of uh, scenes and then you just didn't make the final cut mm-hmm. but you know i I always joke to people i'll, I'll, I'll just wait for the director's cut
0: <laughs> <laughs> now jeff you were though featured at the end right at the credits
1: yeah yeah um so because uh bao had felt so bad he said jeff I have a surprise for you at, at the very end, and I go, "What what is it?" He goes, "I I won't tell you. I don't want to spoil the surprise." So when Bee Water came out, you know, um, me and my family all went to my parents' house with my brothers and sisters, and, and we're all watching the the world premiere on um, ESPN mm-hmm. 30 for 30, and then um, and then you know, of course, in the back of my mind, I, I kept thinking, "Okay." What are they going to show? At, right. At the so during during the credits, they showed an uh, an interview that I did during that time when I was in Hong Kong in 2015. Mm. It was actually by Al Jazeera TV, mm. and um, yeah. So they used clips from from that, and even though it was brief, at, at least it was something. Wow. And um, they they also a- acknowledged me in in the credits too. Because I to to be honest, I actually helped them quite a bit during post production. Right. Because they they had a lot of problems and questions about footage, about identifying this and that.
0: Right.
1: They actually had a like a 30-second clip of of Cato and the Green Hornet that must have shown like it felt like 40 different scenes. Right. And they said 20th Greenway productions once vowed to identify every second of 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 the clip so i had to go through all 26 episodes and try to to identify all right this is this is from this episode this is from that oh wow but uh yeah so yeah so so i helped quite a bit in in, in the making of the well jeff
0: uh thank you so much for being on my podcast. I truly enjoyed the stories. Um, I have this thing on the podcast. It's called it The Last Word. If you have anything to share before we get off the podcast, it could be about Bruce Lee. It could be not about Bruce Lee. Is there any type of last words do you have for
1: the podcast? Um, just that um, we're coming up with a Bruce Lee exhibit in uh, San Francisco, Chinatown. And it was slated for November 2021, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's going to be like a five-year exhibit. Uh, but at this point, because we don't know about the COVID situation, that it might be postponed until February of 2022. We're we're trying to make the uh, exhibit um, different. Um, being that um, we're we're trying to use Bruce Lee um, during the current situation about Asian hate, that that you know um, Bruce was a strong Asian male, that of course no no one would would pick on him. Yeah. And um, but but uh, the most important thing is that Bruce Lee brought people together yeah. of, of all different races. And um if if our exhibit can help with that, then you know we're we're all gonna be better better off. And um, you know, I'm I'm just proud to be able to loan and help out with the exhibit. And I hope that um many of you out there can come to support us. Jeff, thank you so
0: much for this uh podcast. I known you for a very long time and um, all the time that we see each other it's very mandatory that we always take a picture together in your Wing Chun yeah. stance and in <laughs> my my G Do stance and um, yeah uh, I've been close to you and to your wife Julie I remember you and me discussed about this long time ago that we're very lucky oh, to yeah. have wives that understand our passion and yeah. understand that you know we, we love Bruce because he brought the best out of us.
1: Yeah, and uh, we wouldn't be where we are now without our wives.
0: That's, that's very um, true, very yeah. true. Okay.
1: Um, one, one, one biggest example that I would like to share about Julie is that when we went to the Brucey auction and I was downstairs uh, talking with, with all the fans or whatever she was upstairs saving me a seat for like three hours. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's that's love there. Yeah. That's love there.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay, Jeff, thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll do another episode like this again.
1: All right? Well, I really enjoyed it. And thank you for having me.